Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. guys, I'm here today with Nikki from Nicole Star Interiors. Welcome, Nikki. Hey there, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So the reason I originally reached out to you was to talk about how you outsource 3D renderings, but I feel like we've already talked about so many other things and I don't even care what we talk about because I just feel like you are so young in your business and you're killing it. Thanks. Trying. You are. And I feel like you have done a really good job too of honing in on your style as oh, well. thanks. I'm happy to hear that because I'm always looking at my projects kind of feeling no. like all of them are a little different. Well, I feel like you have a very distinct aesthetic and I feel like it's, I'm just, I'm still searching for that personally. I feel like, so I definitely so you say that because I feel like I'm still searching for that and I see it. So you're so consistent in every single one of your designs. I mean, it really has a consistent look to it. So that's funny you say that. Can you hear that? Yes. Okay. It's sorry. Really- okay. So warning. <laughs> we're gonna edit this out we're gonna have to do that that's so annoying it makes oh, my editing fine. annoying but um yeah so periodically we're gonna hear some sawing because I have banisters going up a uh, banister going up upstairs a railing anyway okay so Nikki start by telling everybody your backstory like how did you start how long have you been in business did, you know just okay yeah well I graduated from school um at Texas State for interior design in 2000 what was that? 2009. And that was right when the uh, economy kind of just turned for the worse. And so nobody was hiring unless you had experience. So I finally just went ahead and just worked for a high-end furniture store. Um, So that's where I learned all about, you know, vendors, trade accounts, what to look for, great upholstery, you know, just really just good furniture, got comfortable selling, you know, because I was basically in sales, I got comfortable selling, you know, a $16,000 sectional and not having to blink an eye about it. So that would help me kind of push that barrier. And then after I had my son um, in 2013, I went to go work for a design firm. Um, so that's where I learned all the back end, kind of how to create POs, you know, just all of the paperwork side of the things that I didn't see when I was in sales because somebody else was doing that for me. And then I had my daughter and that place was pretty, it was kind of slow and I just didn't want to you know, it didn't have a lot of foot traffic. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. And two months into that, somebody called me for renovation and the ball just started rolling and I never looked back. It's been awesome. (laughs) When, when was that? What year? My daughter was born in 2015. So I started officially in 2016. Yes. Amazing. It's been good. And you do like, you do seem like, I know that you've commented in a group too, that like, you were putting out proposals like crazy for new work, right? And I think somebody said, like, that means it's time to up your rate. Like, if your demand is out of control... Yes. Did you I just said it again. I just went on my website and I just put 425 for consultations because I just need to kind of have a little bit of, of a break just to kind of focus on everyone. The consultations just keep getting booked, so I just need to... And plus, I live in Houston, so everything is so spread out. So a two-hour consultation is four hours out of my day most of the time. Mm. So Kind of How many consultations are you normally booking a month? Gosh, um, I probably, well, I've, I would say five to 10 a month sometimes when it's a really busy month. On a slow month, it'll probably be five. Dude, that's incredible. Where are people finding you? Oh, well, I will say that 
referrals in this Facebook group for a neighborhood called Sienna Plantation has been huge. Those people are very good to me. So anytime someone in that group asks for an interior designer, they, my name, I guess, comes up. I'm not in the group, but that's where I get a lot of my customers from. And then um, just referrals from other clients has been a huge one too. And one of my biggest projects right now, she found me on Instagram, an ad up in North Houston. I just put out, you know, promoted a post. Oh, you did? Yes. And she found me through that. So that's been great. That's like, amazing. Yeah, that's good. And so with, with your consultations, what was your fee until recently? Seventy-five for up to two hours of time. I offer lots of t- actionable tips and advice. I walk every area of your home. I look at everything. Um, if you have wall decor that's kind of on the floor, if you just moved in, we try to find a spot for it. I mean, I really just try to jam pack the session as much as possible. Give them as much, you know, information that if that's the last time I see them, they walk away happy. They kind of have a punch list and an idea of what they can do on their own. And then other times, most of the time it, it goes to a full service design. Um, Does like, it, yeah. Um, so I stopped offering the e-design just cause it's not really. I hear, you. I hear you, man. It's such a pain. It is. It like is if you don't need to be, or... yeah. If anything, like if you feel like my thoughts on e-design right now is like, if, if that was something that I was getting a lot of demand for, then I'd hire somebody that focused solely on e-design. Okay. And if that's something yeah. you feel like you're turning away a lot, that's a place where you could hire somebody that makes right. sense. I mean, and like, if they really have my kind of style that I like to design, I don't mind doing it, but it's kind of when they're like, oh, I'm just Hobby Lobby, Joanna Gaines. It's not my, it's not my yeah. thing. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. And the people who are reaching out to you for a consultation, how do they normally reach out to you? What's that process look like? Um, sometimes through a text so when it's a referral. A lot of times, a lot of times it's an email. Um, I would say probably 80% is just a random email to me. And then the rest of it might be a text or coming through my website. And so probably when you get emails, when you receive that, what is your next step? Do you just respond? Is it all via email? Do you get them on the phone? What happens? I don't get them on the phone. And I, after listening to your podcast, I'm going to change that because I really like the idea of feeling them out and knowing before going to the consultation, what kind of client they might be before I just do my spiel, tell them everything that I have to offer. And I say, you know, the first step is the consultation. I tell them everything I just told you. And then I say, I'm taking appointments for right now. I'll say late August looking forward to helping you. Let me know if you want to get something set up. And so then they usually reply like, yes, I would like to. So I usually have my consultations booked out for at least a month and I try to stagger Mm -hmm. them. I try to stagger them like that. And then, um, what was your question again? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't get on the phone with them. Yes, I should though. Yeah, but okay. So why should you though? Cause like, are you having issues with like, some of these are not the most ideal clients? Some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, I was published in the Houston Chronicle recently. So it's been taking me all over town um, that into homes and architecture that I haven't really worked on quite a bit. So that's kind of, I would like to know what I'm walking into before I, you know, get there. They usually just say, I have a few rooms I want to focus on. And then I get there and then, I don't know, I just would like to have a little bit more back and forth about what their needs are. Maybe I could bring tiles, you know, I'll pack my car with tiles and everything just to kind of show them samples if it's a renovation. And they didn't tell me that prior. So I just need to get more information. I've just been a little bit too busy to follow up. Isn't that terrible? It's terrible. No, man, it's a great problem to have, but I get it. I mean, I I have been there. Well, not even that to that extreme, but I definitely think that if, 
frig, man. I feel like you've said it a few times too in the groups. Like you, you, your demand is pretty high. Like you need to definitely up your rates. I feel like you could totally, not that I'm like telling you what to do or anything like, but what are you at right now? I'm at, I'm at 450, but I don't have the demand that you have right now. I so, love it. That's but, awesome. But what if are I'm, you 150, what are you? 150. You should yeah. go up. Let's go up. <laughs> well, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> I know. I do. Truthfully, I do feel like I'm not getting like, still not getting high budget clients. So, you know, whatever. But, but if I was in a place where my demand, like where I was like, I don't feel like I have time to respond to leads, then I would up my rate and weed people out immediately. That okay. You're, yes. You know exactly. what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you're, you only have so much time. Exactly. So you want to fill that time with a client who's going to pay you. <laughs> hey, we're going to pause for a second. This is bad. I can't hear it too much. Not too much? Okay, we're going to try to work on it. It's good. But yeah, like at the end of the day, you only have so much time in your day. Like you're not not selling a product. So you might as well fill it with people who are going to pay you more money. You can give them better service. You don't have to run yourself dry and you can turn people away. Like I feel like you're in a really great place. So anyway, whatever. That's that's good stuff. Okay, that's amazing though. That's so incredible. So... How many projects do you actually juggle at one time? I, I knew you were going to ask you that. I tried looking at it. I probably have, gosh, I'm like drowning here. I probably have like 10 projects going on and it's kind of, and they're in different phases. One might be a huge, a fewer huge renovations. Some I just got a deposit on and need to start that design. Um, and then a lot of them, like I just had an install yesterday. I had three installs in one week's time before I went on vacation. I no, was just, like, like, how did you do that? Can you? I don't know. Me? I was just like so mentally exhausted when I went on vacation, I just completely tapped out. did not look at my email. I still have so many emails I need to look at, but, um, so I just finished three installs. I had one yesterday. And so those are kind of wrapping up, but then there's always, you know, a few things that linger. And those are then the most have- annoying. I find, I find those like this, sh- I call them, I always have a list. It's called straggler. Okay. Oh, I like that. You're so organized where it's like, well, I have to be, I don't know. I, if I were you right now, if, if my brain was dealing with what you were dealing with right now, I'd be in a corner and corner in the fetal position. I would. You're so funny. I meant no, to die. I I would die. My husband, the whole way that rendering kind of even started is I was just talking to my husband. I was like, if someone could just drop an assistant in the house or in my lap that knows CAD and just has, you know, really organized a style of working completely opposite of me. Cause I'm kind of just like, I'm also ADD. I'm all over the place. Um, and then the next day I got an email from somebody and she was like, hi, uh, my name is Jasmine. I'm a virtual assistant. I help designers. And I was just like, what are you an angel? Did you fall yeah, out of the sky? You. you asked the universe and it gave it to you. It did, yes. Happening there? So then I just basically, um, she said she does AutoCAD. So I had my first renovation coming up. So I said, okay, please draw this floor plan for me because we're moving appliances. And I was, you know, pretty freaked out because I've never moved things. And so once I started seeing the plan kind of shift, I realized, you know, just because it looks good on plan does not necessarily mean it's going to look good at elevation. And these clients were already very nervous about everything. So I wanted to make sure it was perfect. So I contacted somebody to do a 3D rendering. And then that's when, um, when she created, created it for me. I was like, oh, that refrigerator's the star of the show. We need to move the fridge someplace else. So it was really, really helpful for renovations when um, to get 3D renderings. And yeah. 
So that's okay. how they, those started. Um, it's, it was pretty simple too. She's, you don't have to give her precise measurements. I mean, you want to give her really pretty as much as you possibly can at every uh, measurement, but she's really great at guessing and kind of just, she knows her standards for door widths and whatnot. So anything you might've missed, she's great on just kind of filling in those spots. And so when you see it come to life, it's really nice. And I will also say about rendering is it helps so much um, for you to source quicker. I mean it. Why? Because when they're ready for you, when she's like, okay, where's the sink? Where's the faucet? I just kind of rapid fire. Here's a faucet. Here's a sink I want to use. This is the countertop. Sherman, Sherman Williams, you know, snowbound on the cabinets. So you just want to give her all of the information as much as possible. Oh. She has other projects that you only have, you know, two days or so before she's going to get a little bit busy. So if you're on a time crunch, I just, I don't know. I just help me source a little bit quicker. Plus when you see it in person, you're like, ah. Maybe I'll change the color of that. You know, you don't second guess yourself while you're picking them out the first time. I don't know about you, but sometimes oh, I yeah, I'm second <laughs> guess, third guess, five guess, a million guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I, okay. Do you, are you drawing the floor plan on paper and then giving her that? Are you starting it on a digital file first? And like, are you telling her what, furniture needs to go in and where like let's get very specific um, the first time I did it yes I would go into the house and I took all the measurements and I gave her an AutoCAD drawing that somebody one of my friends did for me um and so she went off of that the next time I gave her a floor plan of the builder's um floor plan with my you know just scratch notes of how long walls are whatnot and then I gave it to her on that. And I just said, can you please draw this out and let me know. I have a sofa. I'm thinking I want a hundred inch sofa. I want two chairs. Show me what fits. Cause it was kind of a weird room. And I just gave it to her and she gave me back a floor plan. I was like, okay, well let me just base the room off of the, cause I mean, the room will tell you what to do when it's on plan, right? You know, if you can fit two sofas, you can fit two chairs next to each other. However, it's going to be, I told her what I wanted. She made it work as best as possible. And she's like, I can't do the other chair or the bench because of this doorway or whatnot. And then I just, it was great. So I went from there, just started sourcing. And then I, once I sourced all the items, I gave it back to her and she just said, okay, by tomorrow I'll have the, um, the preliminary scene. So that's where she gives it back to you. It's kind of a, looks like a cartoon. So you can kind of find yeah. anything. It's really nice. And then the next day overnight, she'll render them and she'll give you just something that looks like a photo. It's amazing. I mean, they're so good. I definitely would say I would use it if you ever just want to knock someone's socks off. So the two times I have used it, they didn't know they were getting a 3D rendering of the room. It was just these projects that I really, really wanted. So it was just great. They had my, uh, when I was doing the presentation, he put it up on his TV somehow. So I'm sitting there, I pull up a picture of how the room looks now. I'm like, so this is how your room is now. And this is what I have in mind. So I push the button and it fades into this amazing you know photo that's completely rendered and his wife uh, my client amanda she like jumped up she's like i'm just so excited and i almost didn't even get to the end of the presentation before they were ready to just get I, I do feel like okay so in your experience before the 3d renderings versus after right i assume before what you're doing is like a mood board like here's your right. file i still do okay. that right but like when you only did that, it was a little bit harder for people to visualize slash I find people get very particular about certain things. Oh, but yes. So did as a whole, they understand how it comes together and they're like, oh, yeah. I, exactly. They didn't question anything. I mean, they, I mean, they were just kind of looking at the bottom line and going over the, you know, the budget, yeah. but they went, they're like, I don't know about this chair. Let me see another chair. So they were great with it. 
It's really helpful. I wouldn't do it for everything. I would definitely do it, you know, if you're doing a major renovation and you're moving appliances, that's for me at least. I, in my experience, I just am new to the reno world. So I think that's important to see it, you know, in elevation. And then again, if you just want to really wow them, I, or if you know upfront that they're going to be a very kind of difficult. Yes, exactly. Like the other guy I did it for, he told me the first day I met him, he's like, I am difficult. I'm just thinking, great, this is going to be fun. He's a great client now, but he was difficult until I got him a 3D rendering and then he just didn't question anything after that. And oh my God. I love, I wish every client was so open about how difficult they were, eh? Like, actually, like, you are difficult maybe, but also not. The fact that you told me that makes you a little less difficult and right. manage your expectations. I also found, too, one thing that I've realized recently is, like, when it comes to, like, a whole home, I've done probably, like, I did one house, which was a whole, almost whole home furnishing. And then, obviously, the new build is, like, a whole home. And then I did a quote for a whole home... Hold on one sec. I'm just going to wait a minute. I didn't know these people were coming today. Oh my God. Speaking of these guys showing up today. So I wear noise canceling headphones and I was like doing the dishes in my bathroom because that's, you know, we're living in our basement and they're noise canceling and I'm a very jumpy person already. Like Dave will like walk into a room and I'll scream. So I'm just doing the dishes, doing the dishes. Then all of a sudden I like glance over and there's like a man crouched down in my oh staircase my. and I screamed oh and I flailed and Dave's like, like razor for his beard, like went flying. And now it's it over in a towel because it can't, I can't make it stop running. That so it's just like been vibrating for now, like five hours. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Dave, I can't get it to shut off. Like there, and it doesn't have a battery. Like it doesn't have anything. It's just, and Why it yeah. Shut off? We have it's, no idea. It just like okay. something happened when it fell. It like it broke a mechanism. Funny. And anyway, so yeah, that happened today. But um, otherwise, like I would have planned better, but whatever. I mean, okay. I, you never know what's going to happen. But anyways, I've learned that when someone comes to me with a whole home, uh-huh. it's best for me to say, we're going to start with two, maybe three rooms because that's the point where you're building their trust. Okay, yes. And you, once they see something happen, like it, everything else becomes easier as opposed to like trying to present an entire home. And if you don't totally make the mark right away, that's a whole home's worth of hours. Right. That's a big I lesson that, that I've happen. learned. And what's that? I just had that happen. I mean, it was I'm so glad know. to hear that by the way, because oh, like sometimes you're like, does anybody it. fail? Like, does anybody no, screw yeah. it up? But it's, God, yeah. so that's yeah. like a huge learning. And I've had a couple designers say that to me on the podcast and I'm like, you know what? It slows the process down, but at the end of the day, like and in theory, I tell clients, like early, I used to say, like, if we do that, you're probably going to incur some additional hours because like it's more presentations, but realistically not because once you see, once I, we figure out two rooms with you, like everything else is going to be easier. Plus they're going to trust me and they're not going to push back on everything right. like they did at the beginning, which happens to me. So that's a big change that I'm going to start making for sure to help, just to help along right. with like these 3D renderings that I think will help buy in when I think that's problematic or it's like, Oh, this is a tough sell. Maybe it's worth a drawing. Or yes. Or in my experience, if I really want that sale, I really, I just want the pictures when it's done and I want them to say, yes, that's why I did it. I didn't even factor in the cost in my estimate. So I kind of just ate it. 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 Yes, it was worth it. Um, the first one wasn't she, yeah, that renovation is still going. It's terrible. It's been a year. Insane. Oh no, I hate that. The project that never ends. The project that never ends. But, but like it never ends and, the, and it's not great. And you're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Do you have those? 
Oh, hell yeah. I don't have any right right now, luckily, but I've totally had those. Okay. I hate it. But you know what? I'll say that when I've had those, I, I know that a lot of the times it's my fault. I've, I've messed up somewhere along the way. Right. And same. That's true. Learned like I need to do this better, like manage our expectations better or whatever. Right. We're going back to 3D renderings here. So I don't know about you, but like sometimes I've used my own software, like Chief Architect. I've like gone back and forth. Um, and I'll do stuff and then I'll look at it in my like 3D, which is not nearly as good as like a legit 3D. But um, but then I find it helps me make decisions. So how flexible is it for like I've seen it now in the cartoon stage and I say, oh, it turns out that's not working. I need you to change this. Now that I'm seeing Easy. Yes. I just, again, rapid fire back at her, change the countertops to this, raise that R, you know, six inches off the, like the oversized mirror, six inches off the floor, hang this on the mantle. I'll start seeing things just to kind of tweak it. Like I would, if I was actually installing and somebody was asking me where, you know, things need to be located. And then I'll see that, you know, can you please add some accessories to the coffee table, add it, you know, flowers to the island, just kind of give it a real true homey feel. I'm, I often apologize to her and I'm like, I'm sorry for all of the changes. She's like, that's how I am. Yeah. Why would she be upset? You know, it's just more hours for her anyways. I'm sure she doesn't mind, but, um, she really just loves to see it all come to life too. So she's not, she has no problem. And she also offers some suggestions. She doesn't like to at first. And then I told her, you know, keep them coming. I do not mind. If you have a good idea on something and you're seeing something wrong on my floor plan, she works with a ton of designers. I would love to know if my dishwasher clearance is not, you know, correct. (laughs) Tell me, tell me now, because that's going to look real bad on me later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's amazing. And, um, I lost my, I lost my question that I had, but, um, Oh, and so let's talk about a kitchen, for example, you know, like, do you just quickly draw for her? Like, how do you identify what you want your lowers to be as far as like, you know, I need this to be two cabinets with drawers. Do you just draw quickly on paper? Like what, how do you communicate the, the details that are involved with the kitchen? Okay. So that's a good question. Actually, when I was doing it last time, I didn't even communicate with that. I just had drawers all in the lower. And then I saw her drawings and I noticed that they were all kind of too narrow of drawers. And that's when I focused in on there. And I said, let's make this a big bank. So once I see it, you know, in the cartoon phase, that's when I start, you know, really kind of getting the details once I kind of see it in elevation. Um, and then, oh then I'll send her, okay, change your cabinet, you know, style here. It'll send her a link to whatever cabinet cell. Here's the hardware. Um, you need, you need the crown molding across the top of wherever it might be. And so I just kind of can really do the details then. I probably should think of it up front, but there's just so many things that I'm already sending her. And then once I see it, that's when I kind of, it dawns on me. Just like yeah. in a real, regular project, you know, when you're kind of going along and then all of a sudden they're like, what grout color do you want? And you're like, okay, great. Let me go pick a grout color that should have been picked up at first. So it's just really easy to just see it. And then you're like, oh, okay, we need this cabinet style. We need hardware. We need all these extras or please make the bigger cabinets like this. And then of course, once you present it to them, the client's going to have their own, you know, I have 40 cookie sheets and I need this. So they'll tweak it anyway. So that I don't really, it's not a construction document. It's more just a visual mm-hmm. to get started. And then if they need to tweak it for their custom needs, they absolutely can. And if you're doing like a, any of them, she's also providing you like a drawing of the floor plan. Yes elevation drawings and 3d 
Yes. So the floor plan that she provides is more of like a bird's eye view. So you can kind of see the walls come out. Got so, it. People, so it's nice. Um, yes. And she'll give you a couple of, she'll, she usually does about three scenes. So she'll look at the, you know, one angle, another. Uh, so it really helps. And then that's when you also kind of, you start seeing things in the background and you're like, Oh, okay. Get this piece of art on the wall back there. And I just start popping in more things to put in my proposal. Cause once I see it, I mean, you're just handing them a menu of things to like, I don't really ask about budget. I don't know about what you do, but I just put everything possible in there that I think that they need. So when they see that bottom line number, they're kind of like, I want it all. And then they tweak, you know, they, they get more than they thought they would at first. So once I'm doing the 3D rendering, so I, you know, put art in the background. I went ahead and put like a chair. I went ahead and turned around and just did the whole living room that we weren't even focusing on. I said, put the sectional in there. Here's a picture of the fireplace. Uh, here's a coffee table. Here's a rug. All those things that weren't even in the scope, but it was kind of going so quick with her when I was just sending her all of the um, the sourced items that it really helped. And so I had a whole other room designed by her, you know, that she threw into the 3D rendering. So when it came time to present, they saw the whole space, you know, just how it flows together really nicely and ended up getting more than um, than they expected at first. So it helped. It helped That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. she, you said she does um, um, AutoCAD? She does do AutoCAD, yes. So I have two girls that do AutoCAD. Depending on how busy they are, I just switch off. <laughs> Amazing. So you literally never lift a finger digitally for a floor plan anymore? Or- I was doing it. You know, I'd get on my little floor planner and I would kind of mess up the walls and struggle. And I was just thinking, this is taking so much of my time and I don't really like to do it. I mean, I, I don't hate it, but it's not something I'm excited about sitting down and drafting a floor plan. So when that girl, um, Jasmine, emailed me saying that I'm a virtual assistant, I was just, I stopped doing any drawings. I just send it to her. I don't hate what you're saying right now. You've got my wheels turning. I like it. No, I mean, that's just, I just would be better off doing other things, you know? Than yeah. And okay, so, realistically, too, like, if you are, even if you're billing 150 and you're rolling in the this into it, it's still for like, you're still making money off of it and you're not doing the work. So exactly. you're, you're okay. That's math. I can't do right now. That's like $105. Is that accurate? I don't know of money that you made. Right. Without lifting a finger. Right. I'm working on other projects. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so this is why outsourcing is so important to the people listening is like, it's interesting because like people think I can't afford it, but if you estimate this in your proposal, like oh, yes. if you know that a room, she, it takes her, what did you say for the kitchen? The kitchen, I believe it took her four hours. Where did I write that down at? What, what are the chances we can mute that? Mute. The, the dinging, yeah, is that okay? So my computer. I just feel like you're really popular and you're getting a lot of them. Oh, I didn't <laughs> okay, even notice. Said, See, I'm like oblivious. Oh, let me, how do I do that? Uh, I, I don't know. Do you have an iPhone? It should be on the side like this, maybe. But if you that's have muted. Okay, my, it might be your laptop. Okay, peeps, deal with it. She's busy. We already know she's let busy, me, so she's getting a lot of texts. And let me. Um, do you have a Mac? Hide alerts there. There we Hide go. Alerts. Um, it's a group, it's a group um, message between a contractor and a client. So oh, I see. Messy hey, day today. Hey, kitchen was day. four hours, right? I believe so. Yes. Let's and see. then what was your living room? The living room is seven to um, eight hours usually. So if you just, okay, so like. The formal living room was six and a half hours, but that's because I made a lot of changes because it's client. So yeah, if you you do worst case scenario every time though, and in your, I don't know how you bill. How do you bill? 
hourly or do you do a, like, I'm estimating your hours and taking a chunk and working like, how exactly do you like Veronica does? Yeah. <laughs> I estimate my hours up front and then I take a chunk, you know, 50% and then the rest of it's due on presentation day. Right. So if you were, if you're outsourcing this and it's 45 times, let's use the back, the, okay. 45 times four, 180 that you're paying somebody. So 45, okay. Versus 150 guys <laughs> riveting radio right now. Take away 180. Okay. So you're making $420 of, of profit for somebody else doing the work. Like, yeah, you could have taken what, how long would it have taken you to do that? Do you oh, forever. All day. What do you right. think? And I mean, granted, you maybe are being paid, but is that totally fair to the client? Probably not, right? right. I mean, you've got somebody else who's way quicker at it. It looks way more professional because it's a CAD drawing with dimensions and you can hand it off to somebody. Mine's a, I, I think I use floor planner. It's just so Yeah, cool. I've used that too. Okay. And, and then um, yeah. the other great thing is the cabinet elevations. I had a shelf for a laundry room. We're completely gutting. The client had a, she wants a dishwasher and then they entertain all the time. She wanted a dishwasher in there. She wanted a wine refrigerator in there, a regular refrigerator, all these requests. Okay. And I had all the specs for everything and I just handed it. She wanted a bank of cabinets, all these things. And so I handed it over to Jasmine and I just said, here you go. You designed me two different. Oh, you didn't even like tell her what to do. You're just like, go do it. Go do it. And she get, she gave me two different options. She's like, okay, this option has all that you requested, except for, you know, this is the negative. It's kind of tight over here. If I, we, if we take out the island, we can get everything. And so I was like, you're a genius. Like, thank you so much. So I presented both options to the client and I didn't even have to really tell the client that, you know, somebody else is doing no. it I don't know if I should or whatnot, but it's just no. kind of, it looks like, um, you know, it enhances my expertise when I'm showing them the different options. I could do this. We can remove the island and it's just, it's been great. So, and it helps the clients make decisions quickly. Um, it was done in gosh, it was a beautiful elevation drawing. Probably it took her an hour and a half to do this. Okay. So like, this is like helping me work my way through this right now. Here's what I've realized too, over the last like few months, like there are certain tasks that I don't want to do clearly procrastination kicks in. This is one of them. Okay. Like having to sit down and do the drawings and like the technical work. So if I, if I can outsource that to somebody who works really well with me that I feel like I could say what you just said and feel great about what came back and I could just tweak it without yeah. feeling like I hate it all. <laughs> like I, I, that's yeah, no good. I would have done that the first time with her, but I have had yeah. you know, quite a few things that I sent off to her and she always just does a great job. So, but this is so, yeah, you're, you're right. This is, like I said, you basically, like people are thinking I can't afford to outsource this stuff, but if you're charging your client the hourly rate yes. and you are, you know, paying 45 or whatever an hour, you're making, you're making money for no work. I mean, there's a level of like back and forth that, but you still should still account for that, but you're making money. It's like having an employee and making money off of it. It's freaking amazing. And And you're not doing this if you hate. Estimate more hours for their time. So it doesn't take it out of my my yeah. bottom line if possible exactly yeah, yeah. it's so and, good and you like your job better now probably I would oh, assume. yeah well I'm able to yes absolutely I'm able to do more things I mean I was falling behind like I said when I go on consultations that live in Houston it could take two hours of my day driving there driving back plus the two hours of the consultation so I just kind of am running out of time and so when this when if I'm able to send it off get out of my consultation get back to my computer and I have some drawings in front of me it's great you know it just it makes the process go so much more smooth are you good at delegating? 
I have become, I used to not be, I've been wanted to just kind of people please everyone. And just, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't want to make anyone, I don't feel uncomfortable. So I was just, I'll handle this. I'll handle this. And so it was terrible, but now I'm getting a little bit better at it just because I have to, there's really no other choice. Unless I can triplicate myself. I just don't, there's just no other option. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I do want to hire an assistant, but that's my biggest fear. My biggest pullback is I'm just not sure where to even start. You know, is she going to slow the process down? I guess I just, she drives around with me and learns the way. Yeah. You know what? Like when I did, I had an assistant for a good while. We were only doing like, I think we did three. We, at the end of it, uh, she had a baby, which was okay. good timing because it allowed me to step back. Okay. Um, she, she had, uh, she was doing three days a week. I can't remember what the actual hours were, but, um, but honestly, what I would do is like my assistant would, I would look at the things I have to do and Mm -hmm. I would say, there's no reason I need to do that. I don't need to return these items. My assistant can do that. I have uh, carpet samples. I need to go back. Or another thing you should think about is find yourself an affordable delivery person that can run your errands for you. $20, $20, it can be billed out to the client that was, because at the end of the day, you could say, well, I could drive that back. I know. I could drive it an hour. Right. For this $20 for the delivery was me saving you 130 So you should start there, first of all. All of those stupid things that are on your list. But basically it was like, <laughs> I, I, I took some time to step back too. I was reading the E-Myth. I don't know if you've heard of that book. You might want to. No, but I'm going to write this. I want to know all of the books you E-Myth is when I feel like you're at a place right now where you should read the E-Myth. And it was Michaela from Mintacore from that podcast that with her who she suggested it. And I listened to it. When I say read, I mean listened. But, okay. um, but it's basically, number one, the biggest takeaway was you need to make your processes mm. simple so that non-exceptional people can do your work. Like okay. your, your business should oh, not- listen to this podcast and it was brilliant. It was so good. But, but basically like th- that's the whole premise of the E-Myth is like you need to create a business that like if you don't have a business that you can walk away from and go away for a month, oh. you just have a business that's like you. You don't really have a yeah. business. You just have a, it's called like a you thing. So, yeah. and if you're, and this was a big thing for me was like, I make my pro. I make. I love processes, and I. Compl- I know you do. I admire that so much about you. I also you. make them so complicated. I make them well, ridiculously ridiculous. I remember listening to one of your podcasts, the one where you know you give. Um, you were just talking about different systems that you use. You know, my domo. You talked about them all, and they're like. And then my next thing I do with the lead is I do this, and I was just blown away by you know all of the steps you have in place and everything you do. So that's great. You know what it is? Like, it's, I think it's totally a personality thing. I just, I feel completely overwhelmed and out of control. And, and my anxiety, it's like a coping mechanism for me. So like, I have to do it. Otherwise, like, I won't sleep at night and I'll just be so overwhelmed. So the next thing I'm doing too, is I'm automating, proper automating my lead process funnel so that someone schedules a call then, you know, if they don't book an appointment or, or if they don't, like, if they happen to not actually book a consultation with me, then they'll continue to get additional emails that will continue to try to work on them in a very subtle way nice. until they get to that point. And if they do book a consultation with me, it's all automated, the, the stuff that needs Ugh. to go to them. That's like, perfect. As a, you know what I mean? So I'm oh, working goodness. on that. That but, is but, yeah, the biggest so, thing. 
Yeah, it, it's huge because especially for you, like, I mean, I'm not saying you have to do that now necessarily, but these are the things it's like, look at the parts of your business that are like following you and how can you make them better? And that's just innately what I do. But, but anyways, the whole thing was like create processes that, and like somebody does not have to be exceptional. Like you don't need, you don't want to have to hire people who are exceptional. Otherwise you're going to struggle. Um, and then the other thing was like, you really need like create an org chart. So I actually did that. I created an org chart and I found that was really helpful for me because I started, I started to see like, okay, these things I don't need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, like in a perfect world, every Monday I would meet with my assistant and I would say, here's the projects. You know what? We need to follow up with Jane because I need to know when we're going to book that appointment. Can you do that? Great. Um, we also need to follow up on the window tree, like basically a meeting and you take the notes admin. Like this is what I've like worked my way through is like, Every meeting, every Monday we meet and talk about all the things you write it down and I need you to do X, Y, Z. We need to return this. We need you to schedule a delivery person because I don't even need you to go return that, whatever it looks like. But if you look at the, I don't know if you make a task list, but I feel like look at the task list. It's great if 3D rendering is like a big part of it. But for me, I was like, you're absolutely, I mean, right now I have to go pick up some styling objects because I always, you know, after an install, I say you have 24 hours or 72 hours to decide which accessories you want to keep in. Pick them up, how exciting. And you don't need to be doing that. This bird or this floral arrangement. It's like five things, but it's, you know, enough money that you need to go pick it up that you want to return it. Um, Otherwise, if it was like a candle, I would say. Yeah. Go for it. Keep that candle. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. I have a, two people I have to go pick up styling for. It's driving me crazy. So yeah, yeah I've been that's what you can get an assistant to do, and that is not somebody who needs to be anything. Like I personally, I'm like I need an assistant, somebody who doesn't isn't trying to be a designer, somebody who or somebody who knows that my role right now is twenty dollars an hour. I need somebody yep. to do the things on my task list that I don't need to be doing slash also things around my house. You might do some personal items. Like for you, it could be hiring somebody to do stuff around your house. If that's also. Well, I did. Or, I, I got somebody, she comes once a week and she's amazing. She's so helpful. I yeah. Mean, she's like coming out of my ears. So she, yeah. yeah, so she helped. And you have, like you have two young kids, right? Yes. Or what? How old are they? A four year old. Well, she's about to be four. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you're doing it. My husband's awesome. He's really, really good help with them. So he's super helpful. Um, but yeah, and I have family here, so it's helpful. Where did your sister live? Your sister, right? With the- I have a brother. He lives in, uh, he lives far away, like two hours away, like oh, far okay. enough away. But I don't like, luckily I don't have kids. So it's like, for me, it's like, I just know how overwhelmed I feel half the time. And I'm like, I don't know how people with young kids are doing this. I think everyone, you just adapt. You know? I know you totally do. And it's like, everybody has different like thresholds. Um, yeah. I just know. Oh, like, I'm, I'm going crazy on the red. It's fine. I'm just yeah. like, losing my mind all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should be like, you should verbally out loud say right now that you're going to commit to hiring an assistant. I am going in to the next to month hiring an assistant, and just force it and just say like, in the next month, I'm going to do this. Okay. And you're just going to tell the assistant person that like, we're just going to do this for a month and see how it goes. And I need you to be flexible. And I need you to know that it's going to be a bit messy. And if you're okay with it, and then give yourself the out so that if they're a terrible assistant, just... I promise you, even if I, I didn't have anything sorted out. I just said, look, she fell on my lap too. Okay. Oh, really? And, I, and she totally fell on my lap and all she's, she's not an employee. She was just email. She would message. She would just invoice me weekly. 
And I, I, I made a spreadsheet of the tasks that she needs to do. But if I were to do it again, which I will eventually when I'm there, it would be like every Monday or whatever, we're going to meet for an hour. We're going to talk about all the things. I'm, I'm going to eliminate the work for myself. I need somebody who can do this and we're going to test it for a month. And if it doesn't work out, I need to move on to the next. I need somebody who can... Right. You need somebody who doesn't need to. I kind of struggle too. I'm a little bit too friendly. So, you know, I I don't go too. But I'm telling you, these renovations are getting me just so hardened. It's amazing. Yesterday, I surprised myself. I had a fire crew for um, the contractor. The contractor wasn't on site. So I am getting a little bit better at, you know, just making sure I'm stern, putting my business first, which is, you know, the most important thing you can do. Instead of, I had a girl follow me and you know, she was just kind of talking over me and trying to, she got my client's phone number. It was really weird. She was just- Was she a trade? No, she wanted to shadow me for a job. So I let her and we're driving, you know, I went to a renovation and she was basically just arguing with anything I'd said to my client, talking over me, got my client's phone number, which was really weird. And it was just the weirdest thing. So I kind of got like a little freaked out after that. I was like, oh. You're saying like somebody reached out to you, said, I'd love to shadow you and did all that. Yes. No. And she was sending my client pictures of things and I was just like, kind of got scared. I was just, it scared me. Okay. Wow. No, that is. That's not normal. No, that's that's not normal. normal, That's scary. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No. You know what? What I've definitely, like everything in life I've realized since starting this business is managing expectations. So it's like. Absolutely. She doesn't like a broken record with it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's how this is going to go down. Yeah. It's going to be terrible, but we're going to make it right. (laughs) And, and, and you're going to come with me to the clients, but here's what I need from you. I need you to help me measure. I need you to do X, Y, Z, but not to, you know, if you have ideas, I want you to bring them to me after. Cause yeah, that is freaking, that's shocking. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was just kind of standing there and wondering what was happening. And she said she was a designer. And then she later told me she was a real estate agent. And then she said she just wants to get out of the house. And, and so I asked her, I said, okay, can you go run um, to Hobby Lobby, get these frames for me, custom frames? And she's like, well, you know, so she just wanted to go see the houses. And I was just, it was a big waste of time. Oh my God. That won't happen again though. It'll be fine. (laughs) You know what here, what I definitely realized too is, um, you know, cause I had a couple people help me on certain things and it was literally, they fell on my lap. And what I would do going forward is like, okay, if I do want somebody to help me on styling day and be a participant of that, then in order for that to be a thing, then before I ever say yes, like here's some shelves and some stuff I want to style it. Right. Like send me a couple mood boards, but then on the flip, like if you're just going to be doing, like, I need you to know you're not doing any design work. Like it's just putting it out there now. Here's what I need. Right. Somebody to help me take, do the things that I don't need to be doing. Cause exactly. It takes away from work. You know, some getting, you know, once I get my manual together, my, my business manual, printing off pictures of how to style shells or how I like to do it. So I could just send her off and say, go buy all the accessories and pack them up and all those things. So definitely, I mean, I want to stay true to the way I do it. Agreed. So that's really important. Um, and then also the nice, nice thing about the um, having the assistant is, like you said, I'm able to take those e-designs that I don't really want to do because she can do them. And yeah. So totally. It's, gonna be it's so funny. Time. I was taught with that. 
I said, it's going to be good by the end of the it month. It is going to be good. It's going to be so hard. I know it is. It's going to be the worst. <laughs> but that <laughs> it's is hard. It is hard. Show, right? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you got to do it. I feel like, oh my God, you're going to love your life more if you, if you do it. And you're in such a good place right now. So, so how do you deal with styling? What, what is your procedure? I want to know. Yeah. Okay. So the way I do, okay. So first of all, I've started my own inventory now. So I found trade only resources and I'm starting my own inventory, which has been very helpful. Um, do you use Ivy or anything like that? Yes, so, so what I did was I got the inventory and then I basically added them to Ivy. Okay. And then the last styling I did, I actually created an invoice. It was a lot easier because you just pull, I just pulled everything right. that was there. If it wasn't something from Ivy, then I would just, I created like a decor item, okay. which was like, I think it was, I can't remember how it worked, but I just did decor and then I would just add decor and it might say like home sense lamp and then the price. And I just wouldn't overthink it because I like to give right. them an itemized list. Uh-huh. So basically it's like, I do go shopping or I source from my inventory and now we're in a reno situation. So the inventory thing's been a bit hard for me to manage right now because I don't have the space. But basically I would start with working on, on my own inventory. Then I would go find the other filler items. So I would shop, fill the car, then I normally, based on how much, I normally hire a delivery person who I work with quite often. They come to my house, they pick up everything because it's normally too much for my car. I yeah, car. I mean, I put it all in my car, but it's tearing it up. So it's kind of annoying. Totally. <laughs> um, sometimes I've done, which I talked to somebody who suggested this. If I go to a retail store and it's too much stuff, like sometimes, like Pottery Barn, I like for, for styling. Uh, crate and barrel but it's in a mall so it's like really hard to like right. if you have, I'll just say you know what someone's going to come pick it up so I just end up saying like hey That's delivery right. person I need you to go to uh, Yorkdale Mall uh, LT Market and then my house the morning of and then deliver it to this house then I normally have an assistant with me that's normally like I only do up to three rooms in one day um, and then I basically have like an assistant with me who's unpacking and okay. basically like unpacking laying unpacking up. laying it all out um, like doing anything I need to do, running out to get something if like there's something missing. Uh, trying to tally would be what they would be like creating a running tally of what I've got in the in the space. Filling frames if we've gone with like retail frames and like super okay. cheap and cheerful art, which I do sometimes. And then at the end of it, lo- they help me load the car. Okay. Sometimes I've actually called somebody to get rid of garbage because I try not to leave any like oh, if my purse. Guys? Oh, I don't. Yeah. My delivery guy doesn't do that, but I have called like a if it's a. Cause I'm like, look, they're paying enough money. I feel like their garbage should be removed, but I roll that into the price. Um, and then they have, like you said, it depends like 24 to 48 hours to tell me if they don't want anything. Normally it's pretty rare once they see right. the space, I'm much better too now. Um, but then if I, if I, I've had my assistant, but right now I don't have one, I would go back and pick it up and return it. Or if it's inventory stuff, like I'll just put it in my inventory and be like, yeah, whatever, yeah. I'll use it another time. Right. And then at the end of it, it's like, I'm going to give you a final tally. I've collected, I will estimate based on surface. Like I go, okay, there's 10 shelves that I need to style hundred dollars of shelves or, or if it's a client that I'm like, they're a little more high, like $150 a shelf. Uh, I have a coffee table. I attach it based on like every single surface. And that's also how I shop and make sure I have everything because otherwise I won't. And then, um, so they approve that if it's $5,000, I send a retainer through Ivy I collect it. I normally spend 
six to $7,000. So I always have to pack my car because I always buy way more because that's how I get the best results for myself. Okay. So and you're then, them right up front an estimate of how much I, I do that. I mean, I could, because the reason I do that is like, if I said $5,000, they'd be like, well, like I find it's just easier to buy in a client to a budget. This is just right. for me right no, now. Maybe. You're, I love it. I usually just say just, you know, 15 to 20% of your, you know, See, that's hard to do if you don't have a high enough budget to have began with, or if somebody like, I don't do this as much, but sometimes like I, I worked with a budget that wasn't great. And, and if I come up with that formula, it's still not enough. And okay. I don't want to, I'm not styling a house anymore unless I'm comfortable with a budget because okay. I'm like, you're not gonna be happy. I'm not gonna be happy. And I can't walk yeah, away. Like that. Yeah. Okay. And then my next question, uh, while you're speaking, your assistant, do you estimate your hours up front, first of all, and do you plan for her? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So basically I'm like, uh, I'm going to have an assistant on site for 10 hours. I pay my assistant $20 an hour. I figure that out. And then I might like add a couple hours on right. top of that. And I roll that into my price. Okay. Yeah. Same and thing with like art installation too. Art installation I roll into, um, I won't install art on my own ever period. Never, like, <laughs> never freaking again. Um, but I, I now, instead of screwing myself over, I just say, okay, they, I roll that into the budget. Cause I used to say, well, art installing is going to be this much, but then it might be more and I'd feel bad. So I just say it's two hours. Probably they think so. This is what we think, but it's going to be whatever it actually ends up being spent. And I just say that's part of the budget. Right. Um, and I'll, I will, I will charge you exactly what I was charged. Like I'm not right. like, delivery. There's going to be a delivery fee. I don't know exactly what that might be, but here's probably what it's going to be. I'll estimate it. But because I've screwed myself where I'm like, I don't want to I try to roll it into my price, but then delivery ends up being more. Oh, you can't. The delivery uh, is so expensive. And I have to just tell them right up front. I mean, this is, install day is an expensive date. There's a lot of people on site. There's a lot of fees getting thrown around. You know? I know. So, it's, and I mean, it's a hard sell because it is, it is a lot of money. It's a lot of upfront work. It's a lot of on the day work. It's a lot of body exhaustion. And it's oh. like, it's, I'm sorry, it's going to be $3,500 for me for, for exactly. three rooms in one day tops. And if there's open shelving and a lot of it, maybe only two rooms. Okay. That's all I can handle. I don't know. I, shelf styling for me, I love it, but it's like a very iterative long Oh, I, yesterday I did a time-lapse video. I posted it on my stories. Um, I rigged up my phone of how I was decorating the shelves. It. it is so exhausting. I had a mental panic attack during the middle of it. I was, yeah. I, this is terrible. Is together? Oh my God, I know. I um, you know, I was just losing it. I didn't bring enough stuff. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm videoing this and everyone's going to see, you know, it's just terrible. But it ended up working out. It always does. I think we always just overthink it. <laughs> you know, what's hard too, I find is like, I find it's really hard when I look at, you know, Amber interior, like whoever inspires you, right? Like those, those designers, like for me, like Studio McGee, Amber interiors, like just all of the ones. Right. And I look at their styling and I'm like, Oh my God. And, and I want to hold myself to that level. And then I, I'm like, I have to remember that. Sure. I have like some people, I have an assistant, but like that, that those rooms are probably the product of like 10 plus people probably being on site. Right. All of which are like very well, like I'm the only one that can style. Like right. I haven't hired anybody based on their styling talent because I've never tried to look for that beforehand. Right. But if that's what I wanted, I would next time. But I like styling. I don't think I'll ever give that up. Or I, I love it. I totally love styling, but I wouldn't mind having like 
to be able to accomplish more as long as I can find somebody aligned and that I get the final like tweaky, whatever. Right, right, right. But, and, and same, I love it too, but it's just so exhausting. But anyways, I find myself like having to remind myself like those people have a team, a team of like, and it's like, you can't, I don't know. For me, I just have to remind myself of like, stop comparing yourself. Like, so it's not good enough. It's not good enough. No, you're like, too hard on yourself. Your rooms are beautifully styled all the time. I know, but it's like, I mean, I do, I, I feel good about them most of the time, but sometimes I'm like, oh, it's not good enough or whatever, but you well, know, we all do that, right? I mean, so it's, but yeah, it's like, you know what, these people that we're looking at, you know, there's so much behind the scenes that we're not seeing that I have. Oh, to yeah. And it's a picture, you know, during, during the photo shoot day, they had to go, when I just did a photo shoot the other day, it took so much effort to just get a pretty little, you know, vignette. There's all kinds of stuff wailing around the room and we have bags on our feet and accessories are shifting and it's crazy. Okay. So you, you were saying, I don't know if you said this while we were formally recording or not, but I'm going to ask you how you did this. So you said you did three installations in one week. In one week's time, Tuesday to Tuesday. So like, what, what are we talking? Can you tell, cause I'm like mind blown by that. Okay. And I need to know what you're doing to do that. Going into these projects, they all started at the same time. I just, you know, so I had the presentations and then when they all said yes at the same time, all the checks came in and I was just like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. It's going to be exhausting. So as the time approached, um, they, I was going out of town and, you know, they all wanted it done before I left and whatnot. So they really just didn't have any other choice. So I did one on a Tuesday. It was a ton of art, art for the whole house, a study, a master bed, bedroom and, um, and a dining room. And is styling or furniture came in too? Furniture came in too. I'd like to do it all in one day. I really, Me too, yeah. Yeah, when, I don't want to go back, number one, and I just don't want them to, you know, like you had that big nightmare a while back, never again, right? I'll never- Never freaking again. Never. So to the people listening who don't know what we mean in case like there's some newbies yeah. listening, basically like- Sometimes you just have to learn this lesson the hard way, but what we're saying is like you need to install furniture and accessorize like- within the same day or days of each other. Like you don't right. want furniture trickling in and you also don't want furniture to come in and then a week later style it. Cause people are just going to doubt things. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you did, okay. So on Monday you did a study, a dining room and a, an art. And art all over in a master bedroom. Master That's bedroom. True. So how uh, long a day is that for you? God, I now estimate eight hours, but it's longer than that. And you know, I still have to load my truck and all the drive time. But um, I just basically I have to. It takes me too. Normally, I say ten hours, but yeah, okay, okay. yeah, nice. okay. So then, what else did you do that week? Okay, so then the next day, I was preparing for the following install. So I, that was Tuesday. Wednesday, I prepared for the next install. Um, I think we installed it. It, it was on. Friday. It was either a Thursday or Friday. I'm like losing it. But yeah, so I had another install. It was a full dining room, um, living room art, um, the, uh, like a playroom, sitting room combo area and a study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was that. So that was pretty exhausting. That was a full day. Actually, I think we got there at nine. We left at like three 30. Oh, yeah. So that was good. And we got draperies in that day. So I started doing draperies at the same day too. So I have a ton of people when I'm doing my installs now. I don't know why, just because I don't really want to make two trips if I could possibly. Yeah, you know what? I felt like I've decided that I want art to happen last now. Like I want drapery and furniture okay. and styling to happen. And then I want art to happen because 
For me, it's like, this is what I thought. Because sometimes you're like, I want to move the furniture a bit once you see the balance. And and maybe I don't want to commit to art until I I like see how things balance out perfectly. And then the next day is art. Art up front, huh? You're. Sometimes, not all the time, but yes, like, um, for example, there was like one where we had pre-planned the art. So it sometimes yes, sometimes no, but a lot more so yes. Now, um, at the very least I've like pre-planned the, like, I'm not going rogue unless it's for very small things, maybe in a shelf where I'm going to get art, like as part of right. my styling. I, that's very rare now. Um, but that's, but that's kind of one thing I, have you found that to be like, I, also, I no, find it very distracting. I, art art ha- has to go up for me uh, right away. Like, because otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I just use a lot of left bank and Paragon. So I know art to, art's different to everyone. Sometimes it's very personal. Yeah. To me, it's really not. It just is about the colors. And really That's what it is to me too, but to clients, it's not always. Do you oh, find it? It was really personal to you. No, you know? no. It's, for me, it's personal in that. All I need for art is that it speaks to me, not for any real like sentimental reason. I'm just like, I think that's a badass picture. Right. I think it's really cool. I think the abstract is beautiful. Like that's all I need for art. Just if it, if I had something that was sentimental, that would be cool, and I like that for clients. Nice. Um, but but not like, all these gallery walls are just like you know really custom no. pieces. And- Okay. No, like it's pretty, I'm trying to think of, no, like the, some, a lot of clients now have seen my gallery walls and they just like trust me mostly. Nice. Um, but then other, like my, my most recent client, like we have a bunch of frames on her walls that are empty. She just couldn't get there. She struggled really hard to find art that like spoke to her. Nice. So, okay. But you have the sizes and frames and everything. Totally. Right? Like sometimes I go cheap and cheerful with like CB2 frames because they're okay. my aesthetic. Great. I love them. But, um, what is that? Where did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? I need two. Don't. Okay, so, so you do the two, and then there was a third, though, right? Or no? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, the third install um, was for another client. So it was a living room. Um, gosh, what was it? A living room, the study, the. Uh, we didn't. Just some styling in our dining room, some art in it. and the entryway yes and that's it so it was a little bit smaller that last one still I feel like I need at least a week to recover from an installation day oh it is so exhausting I mean I'm completely whipped when I get back to I'm just I can't you know I'm done after it's the most exhausting day I mean not only are you on your feet physically but just mentally the toll it's taking you're getting pulled in a million because you don't stop everything the sofa comes in you're like this is giant oh my goodness what am I gonna do but it all works out I'm just I just freak out. I have like just little mini heart attacks while I'm installing all day long. It's terrible. Oh my but God. It You're so right. And you gotta keep in mind, you know, once it's in and we're looking at it and we know it's my, maybe not absolutely the most perfect piece if we could do it. It's still great. You know, yeah. it's still awesome. The room looks great. And so I think we are maybe just too hard on ourselves sometimes. I know. Do you, or do you stick around for the reveal? No, I get my butt out of town. I should, but I don't know why. I just, I don't anymore. Mess. I want to get out of their house. I don't really, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to be like walking in room to room while I'm wearing like a t-shirt and sweating. Yeah, and my hair is all like whatever. I'm yeah. sweating. I got pit stains. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'm just like loading my truck and I really just get it all in the truck and then I voice memo them if they're at work um and i'll oh, say that's hey. cute i love it yes i'm like hey jessica you know 
Um, we just finished. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, you take your time, enjoy the space, go into the front door so you can get the full effect. Cause you know, people, or at least over here, you know, they'll use the garage to get in. And so I just feel like when they walk into their front door and they really get that full feeling from each space, like a guest would get, if they're walking to their house for the first time, it's pretty important to me. And then they always, you know, text me or whatever and say, I love it. So it's really, that's the fulfilling part for me. And then, um, and then what, you know, I'll invoice them for the on approval items. I'll send that later. I don't leave it at the a house anymore because I just let them fall in love with everything. And then I'll send the invoice and they're like, okay, fine. Yeah, you're like, exactly. That's so true. Um, Gray Oak Studio was actually the one who originally told me that they don't stick around. And I really liked their rationale for it. And I was like, I'm not going to anymore because mentally it's hard for me. I'm just assuming they're not happy. That's just how my mind works. Oh, yeah. So, so they said like, they don't like to, because it's like, first of all, it's such a shock. Sometimes yes. it's an adjustment. Like, yes, exactly. And, and I don't need to see the reaction that I'm like, not hoping for. Exactly. The spiral. Not everyone is going to just be enthusiastic. You know, there's shy people. And if someone's shy, I'd probably be like, do you like it? Or, you know, just like yeah. second guessing everything. And exactly like you just said, there is an adjustment, you know, they have to kind of just look at everything and take it in. So I don't need to. I don't need to see that part. They're going to love it because it's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So maybe, I mean, Kim Selden is on site, but she also I, has like a cleaning crew and all kinds yeah. of people. So she's not like dripping in sweat like we are. So yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so how did you approach buying all the stuff? Like, how do you normally approach buying accessories for like, do you do it along the way or do you like do it right? Like the week before you're going to install or sometimes, you know, two days before, I'll be getting last minute items the day before, you know, if I'm like, oh, I need furniture pads, I need whatever, whatever you might need. But I go to, you know, home goods. I don't know if you have a We home have home sense, which is similar, yeah. Okay, so I go there and so I have my list, like you, coffee table, you tray. So I have my list and I just am everyone's always like, you know, it's such so nice to just go shopping, but I'm in like deep concentration every table, just figuring out what I need. I usually bring more than I need because, you know, for obvious reasons. And then I load it all up, unload it here to inventory it, pack it back up again, put it in the truck. It's such a process. It's just terrible. So yeah, I love your idea of having it picked up. The only problem for me would be if you're going off your receipt, sometimes I see something for another project. So I'll buy a few things. So it might get a little messy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you can't do that at home. Well, I know at home, I, I rarely go to home sense anymore, but nice. at home sense, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't hold your accessories for you. Oh no, no, no. Oh, okay. To be, to be picked up. That's I was just thinking the other day, like, why am I running around to find found objects for a discount? Like, I mean, is this a good use of time? You know, is this a good use of time when I could just walk into a store that's fully stocked with accessories and beautiful displays? They do cost a little bit more, but I don't know. I just would rather do that, make it quicker, less time for my client. They're spending a little bit more on accessories, but it kind of evens out. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And like, I just noticed that. Like, I don't know, I've never been to a home goods, but it, like when I, when I look at my returns, when I was looking at the things that I was returning, it was always, I was rarely keeping the home sense stuff. Like I would find like, maybe it didn't, it looked a little cheaper. Like I found like, for me, it was like, I can find some good gems in there. Right. I'll grab those when I see them. But I've basically stopped. I'm like, you know what? I like that. It's just... I'm like going in there trying to find the gems and I'm not finding them. And then I'm like, well, maybe. And then I'm like, yeah. I'm, just I'm just returning it. 
because yes. I found a way better vase that looks way nicer than this one at, exactly. like, where I go. Yeah, I walked to the store and there it was. And so, for you, you're in the States. Like, I mean, not to harp on this, like in Canada, we have a lot less options. Like you're going to have so many, like just start buying them wholesale. Who do you use for your wholesale accessories? I use, so, I had- so I don't have all the options you have, but in here, oh, in Toronto, there's a place not as easily. We have to pay. Like, so if I'm going to buy things from the U.S., I have to pay like 30 to 40% exchange on top. Then I have to pay duty. Then I have to pay do- like shipping. Oh my. Um, okay. All of that. So by the time it shows up here, oh it's God. like ridiculous. So, oh. and, and I'm sure, and some people do like, but at this point I'm like, it's hard to know. You don't know what your landed cost is going to be. So it's really hard to know what you're going to charge somebody. I bought a lamp um, from like triple seven home or whatever, like a really nice fixture. It was like 170 us. By the time I got it, I paid $160 in like duty fees. Like it, the whole wow. lamp that should have cost like 170 was like $300. And it's wow. like, it's a great lamp. There's your profit. But it's like, by the you don't know all of a sudden you get like a bill from FedEx that says, well, this is your duty or whatever. It's insane. But anyway, um, in, in, Toronto area. I use uh, Hofland is a new one I've been using, which I'm sure you guys can access to. And then another one, Can Floyd. But Hofland's been really. I only recently found out about this place recently, and it's life changing. And they also carry at this place a uh, lot like real um, flowers and stems, so I can get that wholesale. So I can nice. go there, get all my accessories, and I can go to get like stuff I haven't seen any anywhere else for like fresh, like stuff in my vases and stuff. Yes, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, that's on my list. I'm going to High Point. So I'm definitely going to be hunting for some accessory vendors, which I don't even know if that's an option because I've never been to High Point and it's probably... No, you can. It, it is, but yeah, it's just Crazy. know uh, who you want. Like, I don't know what the vendors are to be honest, but... Um, Research. Yeah, for sure. I Because I don't know. But even things like for us, like forehands, like some of the vendors I'd love to be using, it's like, it's just really hard like noir furniture. It's, it's not impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like, I just not willing to take, cause also if there's something wrong with the furniture, well, yeah. I'm dealing with like, how do I deal with that? Like you're taking on, it's just the whole so thing. So much. Yes, exactly. Well, you have, you been utilizing the Ivy um, buyers? I mean, for four hands, four hands is two hours from here and I can get a better oh, price. God through Ivy from someone, you know, in match like a Northern state and they're shipping it to me and cause they want to keep their stocking dealer prices. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. You should try that. And see well, what- the thing is I've, I've reached out to some people and nobody's super excited to be dealing with people in Canada. So oh, I have, gosh, that's such a, I know situation. I'm like, how do I become a buyer and be that person for Canadians? I don't know, but like, I, I should try reaching out again, but anybody I've said, have you worked with anybody in Canada? No. And like, I just haven't gotten a whole lot of like, I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, is this really worth your effort to figure out how to sort me out so that, you know, I can, we can make this happen. I don't know, but it, it, you're probably right. It, it, I think I just need to find like um, a company that deals with, I forget like the border stuff, like borderline or whatever it's called. But anyway, I need to do it. Sometimes buy from a local family owned place here and I've just negotiated 50% you know, oh my god yeah off a of retail I know that's what Mrs. Paranjapay does do you know who that is I do not so she's on Instagram like she's also an Ivy user I'm pretty sure she's like just killing it in business land and like just rolling she's <gasps> doing it but but that's what she did she found somebody and they partnered together she's like I'm the design you're the purchasing and and it just works like that's awesome. with it. 
And yeah, if I don't have to do the ordering, cause that's still my, you know, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Oh gosh. The ordering. Thank you for talking to me. Yes. No. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I am going to continue to, uh, just blow up your Instagram with questions when they arise. Thank you so much for always being trying to answer those. Obviously. And you've got me really thinking right now. Um, I, I'm like, I need to make some changes and like, Get somebody to do my drawings for me. Yes, you, uh, outsourcing is my new best friend. I will never go back, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm sold. Okay, tell everybody where they can follow you. Okay, you can find me at Nicole Star Interiors on Instagram. Nicole spelled with a K, star with two R's, or my website, which is also NicoleStarInteriors.com, and Facebook. Those are my a, How many people you got on your Instagram now following oh, you? I don't know. 25, yeah. Hey, I don't know how people do this. You only have 200 posts and you have 2,500 people following you. How does this happen? I, what do you have? Well, I have, I have 29, but I have like three times as many posts as you. Well, I don't have, a, I only share my own content, so I don't have a lot of content to share. So I'm trying. I know, but still, but the, the, the fact that you have that many followers without that much content is amazing. Well, I have okay. promoted quite a bit. And oh. I target promotions. Okay. So I target Got the it. zip code. And then also, um, Mark. somebody reposted my, this glam style living reposted it in like one day. It was just, I remember this. I feel like, cause I think you posted about that. Yes. They we got like 15,000 likes. And so I got a ton of followers from that. So I don't even know how much, but, um, yeah. Amazing. What What's that? What how many do you have? You have about over 30. I, I I'm, I got 2,900. I'm getting into 3,000. I'm excited. But it's like still, like I, I, like I said, I, I have like almost 1,000 posts that did that. So I'm always fascinated when people have like a whole bunch of followers and barely any posts. I'm like, how did they do it? I know, I'm not paying attention to that, but Instagram is a tricky cookie to crack, okay? I just don't understand it. It's just crazy. I just know. So I know. Well, if you didn't listen to the last episode with Identity Collective, she... Did and it was, she, she talked about Instagram and okay. then I'm listening to it right now. When we go. I'm telling you, there it's it's an amazing podcast episode. Okay, like the stuff that she tells us to do and how to do it is like so actionable and Love stuff it. I'd never heard before. It's so good. So good. Okay, right. thanks, sweetie. All right, thank good you. you. Keep me posted when you hire that assistant. Okay, I will. Be killing right. it. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a fun chat. It's so great to talk to somebody who is really in a similar place in their business. And obviously, Nikki is, except I really do feel like she she's probably a little further along. She's got so much demand right now. It's so great. And go check out her Instagram. She she shared it. It's also linked in the show notes. But I, f- I really feel like she has honed in so well on her style. It's It's very much, I feel like I could see a picture and be pretty good at saying like I feel like that's Nikki Starr's work which I think is outstanding and she should be so proud of that but Nikki I'm holding you to this assistant thing I'm following up with you and I'm going to make sure that you're doing it there's no excuse you need to do it you're going to be so happy you did so do it go do it right now um guys if you enjoyed this this episode please leave a review you know the drill leave five stars if you're feeling extra ambitious say something super nice it gives me the warm fuzzies every time and i'm at to, i'm at like 43 reviews right now and a whole bunch of people who've actually commented and said amazing things if you want to follow me the podcast on instagram it's realtalkdesign.podcast that's where i'm going to start sharing the new episodes as opposed to trying to getting all confusing on my business 
Instagram, which is michellebinette.design. If you want to follow that too, I wouldn't be mad at it. I just hit 3,000 followers and I'm so excited about it. If you want to get tips in your inbox, go to michellebinette.com slash let's go. I'm talking real short, real talk, real short in your inbox. So I'm not trying to bombard you with too much information, but I just want to keep you, keep sharing any little nuggets I, I get along the way that help me, that encourage me, that improve my efficiencies, that improve my business, all of that. And lastly, if you want to follow along the journey, it's uh, my Facebook group, which I go live in and I do, it's a lot more messy and it's a lot more just real and raw. I mean, everything I do is pretty real and raw, but this is legit real and raw. It's uh, Real Talk Design with Michelle Bennett, and you just need to answer the questions. If you invite somebody to the group, guys, it's really hard for me to know what the deal is there. See if they'll, I don't know how it works when you invite somebody. I don't, and I don't often ask people to invite others. I prefer, I don't know how it works. It used to be people just used to get added into the group. And I don't like that, but I, I don't think that they can answer the question. So while I love people being at it, I just want to know that these people are designers or trying to be designers or what the deal is. Cause I want to keep the, I want to keep things really clean and pure and I don't want to have people to have ulterior motives in there. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you. I will talk to you next week. Bye.